0: what's up everybody it's been about a week uh been a hell of a week just been busy and you know taking care of things hey you know i don't need to explain myself it's life right we all got things we got to take care of whether it be serious or some personal things or you know taking care of animals taking care of a house whatever the case may be we all got things we got to do but uh as is life uh, i would like to to, uh wow (laughs) not even a minute fucking in so there it is uh (laughs) <laughs> episode 45 and i can't fucking speak english number one there it is episode 45 and i'm gonna be doing i think uh polar opposites and a little bit of uh perhaps like some toy pickups is what i got going on uh i would like to talk uh avatar the way of the water uh you'll hear how i feel about it and then uh the other film i would like to talk about uh winnie the pooh blood and honey which isn't even out but i managed to score a copy and i'm watching it and uh, i gotta finish it before i continue to. Uh, do a uh, polar opposites on this episode and then I guess uh while I'm here I guess I could uh probably talk about maybe uh what a little bit I'm playing and perhaps uh some recent uh you know I guess nerd nostalgia pickups that I got so here it is Martian Media Montage episode 45 let's go Alright, well, since my record player is down, uh, I would like to play a CD. I got a big old collection of uh, CDs here, whether they be burnt or uh, real, and I managed to find All Time Low of all things, and I was like, you know what, I haven't listened to it in a long time. Their EP, uh, what is it, Put Up or Shut Up, so here it is. I'm just going to play it in the background. Oh, classic. Anyway, just a different time, different time. Uh, Avatar 2, I guess, if you will, The Way of the Water, Uh, debuted last year in the ass end of 2022. It is PG-13, three hours long, so get ready for that, I suppose. Uh, As you can tell, I'm a little... I don't know, I'm not really... I'm kind of apathetic in regards to these two films, if you will. Uh, They're a spectacle to behold, sure, but that's about all I really give them. I'd rather listen to All Time Low for three hours straight than go see this movie again. But anyway, (laughs) it's the same consensus with... uh, games they feel in my mind i feel as if if you know companies uh, continue to make them longer in their mind it determines the quality and by no means is that true in my mind that's the analogy that i like to use uh the plot loosely is that jake Soli is with his new family on pandora and a familiar uh marine related threat wants to finish off what was previously started jake uh Must work with uh, the Netteree, I guess, and the army of the Navi race uh, to protect their home. I got a little more in-depth on it a little later, but it's really, you'll hear. Sure, it's visually stunning, as I stated. The acting is atrocious. In my mind, the action uh, and violence sequences are a spectacle, that's for sure. Because they're shot at 48 frames per second compared to most dialogue at 24 frames per second, which I just discovered, which I will also convey momentarily. The plot, the climax, the character arcs are just not existent uh, The dialogue was predictable and stupid, and I didn't understand why people... I just don't understand why people like these films. If somebody can convey to me otherwise, by all means, you, you guys know that I put my email out there. And for those of you who know me, by all means, reach out to me You know, in another form and let me know. Because I, I, don't, I don't understand these movies. But I watched it anyway, and I want to talk about it. I'm feeling obligated to watch these because it's a part of the fabric of Americana now. It's just... In my mind, I feel like it's heresy if you don't watch these. Uh, you know, if you don't, you know. Truth be told, you you can see my opinion anyway. Uh, they're whatever in my mind, and once uh, once I watch it, I'm good. No more. I don't need to watch it ever again. I feel like you can't base a movie's quality on just how it looks. Personally, like it has to come together. There has to be a dialogue. There has to be a score. There has to be good acting. There has to be a good actor. I mean, there's so much more quality than just visually looking at something. Uh, Give a computer whiz, you know, time and money, and he can make, you know, some CGI films shorter and better quality for a cheaper product. But, you know, that's just me. Anyway, moving on, IMDb rates it at 7.8 out of 273,000 reviews. Blows my mind. Uh, I feel like that's paid reviewers, but that's just me. I think I'd give it at least maybe a five and a half or maybe a six at most. I don't understand how modern sci-fi adventures are just held in such high regard compared to, you know, predecessors. Like on my previous episode, we mentioned, you know, Uh, The Matrix, I think we should have covered uh, Men in Black as well as GHX 1138. Uh, Even like, you know, Ghostbusters is like sci-fi comedy. Like nobody does that anymore. The afterlife Ghostbusters wasn't bad with uh, Paul Rudd. I enjoyed that. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying I guess I'm just a gatekeeper for older films. I just feel like, quote unquote, older sci-fi, even then. It's not my favorite genre, but it's just I feel like it's done better. Well, as I stated, I feel like I'm just a gatekeeper, you know, but that's that's just me. I'm an old soul. What can I say? All too familiar cast from the first installment. Sam Worthington as Jake Sigourney Weaver as uh, a nominee, a name I can't pronounce. I don't know. I don't whatever. Uh, I don't even know if that's her real name. D- doesn't matter. Doesn't bother me. Uh, I mean, come on. She was an alien Ridley Scott's classic, man, compared to this dances with wolves in space ripoff. But whatever. Shout out to Kevin Costner. That film's a classic. I love that. It's Galaxy's Better Than This. Pun intended. Trivially, interesting enough, uh, Kate Winslet's character, whom I couldn't tell you who, nor do I care to find out, uh, broke Tom Cruise's underwater filming uh, record from Mission Impossible, uh, 2015 of 16 minutes to 7 minutes and 14 seconds. Woohoo! Yawn. But in- <laughs> No, it's actually kind of cool that she uh, did that. I just thought it was kind of funny to add that. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's daughter... Uh, character Kitty, who I thought they were saying Kitty the entire time. I was like, sure, they're calling her Kitty, whatever. Uh, advocated uh, for her to essentially be a more of an awkward teenager than nice and neat. I guess that was an interesting fact that I'm like, I don't know why I read that and I don't know why I wrote it down, but moving on. 13 years between the first and the sequel, considering the sequel was announced immediately after the first uh, success. I've noticed as of late, I feel like uh, directors tend to base a possible sequel depending on whether their first installment film works for example um uh that recent film that i uh oh my god the name slips my mind right now the uh christmas film the uh violent night yes uh they were talking about doing a sequel based on the success of the first one now it's gonna happen because the first one was successful and i absolutely loved that movie i thought it was really cool conclusively from cameron himself he's prepared to end the series after the third film if the second film isn't profitable However, I keep seeing things where he wants to have four sequels all together, so therefore there would be five, so we'll see if there's even three or four. It just all depends on the success and from what I gather, the second one was incredibly successful, so I think he's gonna I think he's gonna continue to make them you know and yes, I'm gonna see him, and I'm probably gonna think i fuck can't speak English second one there it is Austin, so I'm gonna continue to watch these even though I'm probably gonna rate them poorly, but that's just me. Uh, I streamed it uh, I definitely knew I wasn't gonna want to pay for it, so You know, what the hell? (laughs) Get this. The budget, though, was $350 million. Opening weekend gross, $134 million. Worldwide, $2.1 billion, according to IMDb. I have other information here in a second. Do you people have... I wonder if people have the same perception as I, that it's just something to look at, and that's it. Or are people just generally just in favor of this for its character development and story arcs that I don't see and I'm missing? Because, as I said before, I don't get it. If there's something I'm missing, please let me know. I'm like reaching out to you. I'm like, please, I need help. I need I need to know what Avatar is. I don't understand it. Why do people like it? Sound like I'm like on my deathbed or something. <laughs> there is some regard to family ties, which, uh, you know, characters, you know, die. And then there's like dire straits between, uh, you know, families and so forth in the film. And you feel for them, you know, as a person who should care for family. And, and you know, it's weird. Like, even though I I feel like as I age, I, I emotionally become more in tune with, you know, that regard. I, uh, <laughs> I'm watching this, and, you know, like some people die. And I'm like, why am I tearing up? I don't care for this movie. I was like, what the hell's wrong with me? 16-year-old me would have been like, dude, quit being stupid, man. You're being lame. But anyway, uh, more notes. It is labeled as a sci-fi epic like that of Star Wars, which I get. I just... I wouldn't compare it to star Wars, but you know, that's just me. Uh, the plan for, uh, Cameron is five films overall, as I stated, and the necessity to develop new tech, uh, for underwater sequences, uh, was never accomplished before in this film, leading to significant delays, uh, permitting the crew more time to work on, uh, the writing or lack thereof. In my opinion, I believe it took him about a year and a half to finally, uh, stop filming i think yeah i'll get into that in a minute the filming occurred simultaneously with an untitled third film in manhattan california 2017 which was also the same time frame that they started filming filming moved to uh wellington yes i had to say it like that because it's wellington yes <laughs> and by filming i mean cgi computer effects on a laptop changed locations big whoopty doo ending that process in 2020 it's one of the most expensive Acer laptop films ever made. I don't know if it was an Acer. I just threw that in there because I thought it was fucking funny. The film received positive reviews from critics but criticized a crappy plot and runtime. Uh, that was not actually me. That was not me. That was what I read and I was like, good. Give it shit because it kind of was shit. Nominated for four awards including Best Picture. I don't know why. I mean yeah, I feel like all of these accolades can only make sense if there is continuity between everything. The music has to be there. The score, I mean I'm not... I don't have a degree in freaking, you know, criticizing films. I mean, and that's what I, pe- I think people forget is critic is not just somebody who praises a film. It's called criticism, whether it be constructive or negative or positive. And I admit I'm a tough critic because I just don't think a lot of these films hold a candle to the things that came before them. They just aren't the same fucking quality. It could be any type of genre. It doesn't matter. Anyway. I'm going to skim over the plot here a little bit more. As I said, uh, 16 years after the Na'vi repelled the first invasion, the Marines came again. The Marine commander, this white guy with a flat top, go figure because he's military and, you know, including myself, I see it every day. But anyway, and troops along with uh, civilians transform into the Na'vi Animorph figure thing. Yes, I made an Animorph reference. Shout out to that show <laughs> and the books and toys and whatever the hell else they had and capture a human named Spider. So fucking dumb. They might as well have called a Mimi Siku from jungle to jungle so dumb just to track him down uh they used him essentially to track uh jake down the marine uh you know sam whatever his name was from the first film the actual actor uh and his family and in the end uh obviously he wins that's pretty much the plot for three hours they could have just you know told you the plot like i just did in the span of what five ten seconds but whatever that's i i don't get it anyway continuing on Production-wise, James uh, Cameron stated that the first sequel would focus on the ocean and rainforest most of Pandora with its intent of capturing footage from uh, the Mariana's Trench using a deep-water submersible. Uh, good luck, because even Dark would say that that's dark down there. Look, I work with fuel, and I've gone in fuel tanks, and even the flashlight ain't shit down there. Your eyes dilate so big, it's like your pupil takes over your whole body. It's incredible. It, like, hurts. It, you just you can't capture any. Sort of image of anything down there, like it, you know, I think only like a shark or a cat with their tapetum within their, uh, you know, irises can see down there. It's it's ineffective for any form of eyesight. But anyway, in 2013, announced four years after the uh, first film to be shot in New Zealand, uh, it was on a 410 million dollar budget, according to Wikipedia. Uh, U.S. But then their uh, New Zealand, I guess, exchange rate was 500 uh, million, according to their exchange rate, as I just stated. In 2016, Cameron announced that there would be four Avatar sequels, filmed simultaneously, apparently, sharing a one billion dollar budget, 250 million dollars each f- uh, film, apparently. And at this rate, just just bring back Jack, you know, from the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean to be in the next one uh, titled Avatar: The Ice Man Cometh. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Jack from. Titanic and Leonardo DiCaprio, but yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh in 2022, James Cameron said 10 minutes of gunplay action was actually cut from the film cuz he no longer inclined to fetish the uh, gun as he puts it despite being known for action films nonetheless. Uh I think he should have kept it in there because that was probably the best part was the action sequences in my mind. And they were actually able to be captured unlike uh, Michael Bay's Transformers which looks like a fucking jarbled mess, but Whatever. I'd rather watch the 80s Transformers cartoon movie, but that's just me. Uh, he started filming August 15th, 2017. Uh, some shots at 24 frames per second and the fast sequences at 48 frames per second. More than likely the violent sequences or, uh, you know, swimming with uh, the animals on Pandora. But for those of you who don't know, yeah, watch. I, I, like I said, at least watch it once. Maybe you will like it. I didn't care for it. Interesting enough, even for me, who doesn't, like I said, care for the film overall, I still find certain things intriguing, uh, as in this quote, the optical base for the motion uh, capture, meaning uh, markers that are photographed with uh, hundreds of cameras. The problem is the interface with the water and air forming a moving mirror, moving mirror reflects the dots and markers creating false targets, figuring out how to get around it took time about a year and a half, according to James Cameron, and the filming ended in November 23rd, 2022. I mean, you got to admire his efforts. It's just I don't know, man. It was like basically the same fucking story, just as uh, you already heard me talk shit on it for the last thirteen minutes. I got a little bit more, and then I'm gonna move on. Crazy, this man loves to work nonstop as I said, good for him, as long as he's happy, that's what matters most because my little critique on this little show that I like to call commercial media montage. It, it's not going to matter in the end. I just know that you guys appreciate what I have to say, and I appreciate that you like to listen, so thank you. Um, it's, it's polarizing, this uh, type of film. Either people love it or they think it sucks, and I'm leaning more towards it sucks. It's like Jesus' second coming to some of these people, but I, I can't. I just can't. As of February uh, 5th of this year, so yesterday, according to when I'm recording it right now, it grossed $636 million in the States alone, and almost 2.2 billion worldwide gross. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 76 percent, an average of 7.1 out of 10. Metacritic 67 out of 100. Overall, as I said, what I think is that it's visually stunning. The violent sequences are great. The music is whatever. Plot is whatever. Dialogs whatever. The character arcs aren't even there. The story was crap. Like, if you want to just enjoy it, just to visually see something incredible, it's like. <laughs> Imagine staring at those digital pictures that you can get at Kohl's for like 40 minutes and it takes you on a three-hour journey. It doesn't really make much sense, but you're like, wow, that was cool to look at. Just That's exactly what it was. (laughs) That's probably a terrible reference for those of you who like it, but that's just how I felt. Uh, Going on 15 minutes in, that's how I felt about Avatar 2. I'd give it like personally like a five and a half, six at most. I think five and a half is even being generous. So moving on, I'm going to be talking about this next film. Thank you for listening. Let's talk about this other movie. all right how about a little uh intermission uh recent pickups i got a nika neka however you pronounce it uh crimson ghost from american psycho uh the album super super cool or not not yeah yeah is it yeah it's american psycho i think yeah shit <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's, it's during the Michael Graves uh, era, uh, Crimson Ghost, in a full red garb. I definitely intend to get that tattooed eventually. I wanted to do a Shredder for the Ninja Turtles kind of in, like, red garb if I could with the Crimson Ghost mask. And then, obviously, Shredder's mask over it. Uh, I picked up uh, Casey Jones Funko. I also got from uh, – actually, I have it right here. Casey Jones, number 36. Uh, it's a PX Movie Review exclusive uh, Funko. And then I got Toka, you know, Missing Razor. Uh, from the Ninja Turtles Secret of the Use, the sequel uh, to the original 1990 film. I got Shadow the Hedgehog, like a little plush keychain. I picked up an 8-inch Bowser from uh, 2010. Dude, that thing's super cool. It was in the plastic still. I paid $14 at the swap meet. They wanted $15 and I was like, all I have is $14. They're like, all right. I I told them I wanted to only pay $10 because that's what I love about swap meets is you can haggle that crap. And, you know, you go on eBay and I looked at it pfft, anywhere between 100 to 150 bucks. I was like, score. So I'll take it. Um, I got a couple of VHSs, uh, toys, uh, the Robin Williams film. Uh, was it Line in the Darkness, I believe is what it's called. Something like that. Yeah, Line, line in the Darkness. Along those lines, it's uh, Val Kilmer in a michael douglas it's a classic i don't know i don't think i have it on dvd so i made sure to pick it up on vhs i've been kind of on a vhs kick lately uh, i picked up a, a no name uh blues uh steel kind of a guitar like from like i don't know it looks like it's from like the 50s or something for all i know it's it's new but it looks old uh definitely needs some work but hey for 25 bucks you can't beat that man you know definitely got to restring it i will i definitely will uh, I got a couple Hot Wheels, I got a Tony Hawk Hot Wheel, I got a Batmobile Hot Wheel, and I got a V-Dub Bus, a uh, little surfing van, because as you guys know, yes, I do enjoy surfing when I have time to do so. Um, I picked up Dead Space 3 for $2 at GameStop. GameStop, for those of you who don't know, I was going to say, they don't uh, advertise any of the uh, 360, PS3, Wii stuff anymore. You have to ask for a list from them, and then they give you a list, and it's all anywhere between... or less. I paid, yeah, I think it was like $2 flat for a Dead Space 3. Loose. It looks like a clean disc. I haven't played it yet. Because I'm pretty sure I have Dead Space 2. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll pick up three. Why not? On my uh I got the R2D2 edition uh 360. I love that thing. I paid 60 bucks for it on OfferUp, and it works. It's absolutely beautiful. And it even makes R2 D2 noises. And then when you pull out the disc tray, uh it's like etched in on the disc tray. It says, Help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. So fucking cool. Awesome. Um, as far as pickups, what else do I got? Uh, I got uh, Final Fight 3 with a new label on it. Uh, yes, it's a reproduction label, but the cart itself is original, and then the uh, back label is also reproduction label, but same thing as I said, original cart. Thank you to uh, Austin James from a Kickin' Ass Podcast for that. This thing is great. Uh, I still have yet to test it because my Super Nintendo is in storage, but I'm glad that I have this thing. Uh, It's weird, though. The sticker stays on, but, like, the top of the sticker doesn't stay on, so I might maybe need some help on that. I'll have to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, super cool. Uh, I have a uh, Pokemon magazine guide. I'm going to give that to my nephew for his birthday here in a month because I know he's a big Pokemon nut. I used to be when I was a kid, but not so much. Uh, I had a copy as a kid also of the Doors Oliver Stone film, but I also picked that up recently because I didn't have my original copy. You know, Goodwill for, like, two, three bucks. Can't beat that. Uh, and actually, thanks again to uh, Austin James for the uh, uh, bad reputation uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts documentary. Well worth the uh, hour and a half watching that. So I enjoyed that. So thank you for that as well. Uh, as far as recent pickups, yeah, I think that's really it. Oh, I got a uh, Condemned also on Xbox 360. I borrowed that from a buddy. Looks a lot like Manhunt meets like Dead Space. I'm looking forward to that. Meets like uh, Outlast, just Silent Hill typey stuff. Just bizarre, creepy. Uh, one of the latest uh, Bizarre Creepy Games that I enjoyed playing and beating maybe about a year or two ago was uh, Alan Wake. A lot of fun. It's like a Stephen King novel that comes to life. Super, super cool. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as recent pickups, that's all I got. Uh, that's enough for this uh, five-minute interlude slash intermission. Now back to the show, and I'm going to be talking about this movie. This <laughs> movie. Good evening. I'm going to close out Martial Media Montage episode 45 with Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. and I'm going to briefly talk over uh, some video games. One that I'm playing and uh, two others that I intend to play here pretty soon. Uh, As you can tell, I'm not really the biggest fan of this uh, film, but I really don't have too much to say either. But uh, I definitely still wanted to go over it regardless. So the uh, IMDB rates it at a 4.7 out of... Uh, 1426 reviews, 1,426 uh, reviewers. It follows Pooh and Piglet as they go on a rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them uh, for five years of uh, collegiate aspirations. It's an hour and 24 minutes, essentially, a bunch of no names and a no name director like Rise, Frake, something. I mean, I'll look over that here in a minute. Uh, moving on <laughs> from that. Trivially, according to IMDb, the film production was made possible due to A.A. A. Milne, the original author, in 1926, uh, the novel becoming public domain in uh, the States, the United States. The uh, film's characters couldn't resemble Disney versions, uh, and the film debuted in 1966 and were technically and are actually uh, copyrighted. So that's why uh, in the film, they try and resemble them very, very loosely to obviously prevent uh, being copyrighted. Uh, first film of its kind, as far as live action, not by Disney and not for kids. And it, you'll see if you decide to watch it. I, uh, there's a difference between good, bad and bad as well as entertaining and not entertaining. Thank you to Richard for that one. Um, or at least for making reference to that for me, uh, from the, uh, Shutter documentary in search of darkness. But, uh, yeah, it just, you'll hear what I have to say anyway. So the uh the film was shot in uh, just 10 days that's incredible uh you know with a box office uh, worldwide gross thus far of only $548,000 uh thus far because of uh it's recent release it's very very new still uh wiki states that it is a british independent slasher written directed by Rhys Frank Waterfield Waterfield excuse me there it is it's in his directorial debut uh, and it shows, and uh, I will explain. Um, the two antagonists, Pooh and Piglet, become uh, feral, bloodthirsty, murderous uh, creatures embarking on a rampage, terrorizing a group of university women. Uh, I count around three deaths total that I can recall from what I can actually visually see. I'll explain that momentarily as well um a girl's head getting run over by a vehicle which was really cool her like eye pops out and it's very practical effect looking super cool and it was hard to tell who was holding down the uh, girl and she was basically hogtied on her back like on an asphalt road it was just let me explain <laughs> so the other two kills uh, a sledgehammer to the face uh, by a I believe it was piglet and it looked like he was standing in the deep end and hits this girl in the face. And it's like a mixture between actual practical effects, blood mixed with CGI. But if you take a look, like a picture, like an actual like movie, like you're in the movie audience and you know, when you watch the screen, you're, you know, a bunch of what, if not perhaps a hundred feet away, that's how the camera like looked, it looked like it was like a hundred feet away. So it was kind of hard to tell, like they were trying to hide whether it was practical or CGI uh, effects with the uh, blood, but. Or at least that's how it felt to me. It was cool. But uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, in the deep end, as I said, mind you. And he, so therefore he must be eight feet tall. Piglet. I don't know. I didn't understand that. And a slit throat at the end of the uh, film. Right before credits. Before uh, Christopher Robin decides to limp away. And then, like I said, credits. It, uh, uh, The film. Anyway. <laughs> the acting, the plot, the dialogue. Actually visually trying to see anything at all. Just like that of, uh, what was the most recent uh, Annabelle? It was like Creations or Origins or whatever. I saw it at the drive-in a couple years ago. And I got the same vibes. Like, I just was like, what the fuck? Like, I can't, I literally can't see what I'm trying to see. It, it's it's a jarbled mess. It's dark. You can't see it. it. It just, it was just terrible. I mean, you know, the only awful, the only uh, redeemable quality in my mind were the kills that I mentioned that I was actually able to see. The concept for the film overall is really a really cool idea, too. Like, nothing like taking, you know, let's say Sword in the Stone or Robin Hood or, you know, Aladdin and just making it a horror film. Like, what a cool idea. You know, it, those two qualities alone make it somewhat redeemable. Otherwise, for the most part, I'm like, uh, it, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, filming took place in Ashdown Forest, uh, East Sussex, in England. The masks used for Pooh and Piglet were actually created by American prosthetic mask manufacturing company Immortal Masks. The budget was actually on. Wow, there it is. Can't speak fucking English in the span of five minutes. I, I can't do. It. I can't. I can't even. I can't record fifty seconds. I can't. Not even fifty seconds. Fifty milliseconds without. Bleh. So the budget was under $100,000, uh, you know, pounds or whatever the hell they use over there. Euros. Yeah, I mean, euro sounds really good right now. I can go for a Greek euro. Ah, bad joke. Anyway, the idea is solid. Uh, changing our prepubescent minds as kids to full-fledged feral killers after being abandoned for five years. It is a really, really solid idea. It is. But it just falls short immediately after starting the film because you, you can't see anything and it doesn't make any sense <sighs> but be, i admit because there is a sequel in the works i have to i'll probably end up watching that for a chance of a possible redemption perhaps Christopher robin can go essentially either tame them or kill them it can go either way yeah, that would be kind of cool or uh you know perhaps further disappointment only time will tell right But uh, okay, as of late, as far as I've been playing on my Switch, is uh, Kingdom Battle. It's an RTS kind of RPG. I want to say I talked about this briefly, but I'll just talk about it a little bit briefly more. I think I'm on Chapter 3. It's like the booze uh, portion where uh, I beat the first little Garden Valley, and then I beat the uh, desert boss and uh, the uh, mid-bosses. And now I'm at a booze thing, and I realized, uh, quote-unquote, that I need to perhaps grind a little more before I decide to continue playing that but then again there's really like no grinding you more or less you kill in order to make money you don't personally level up you level up like your weapon as well as your uh, skill tree you know which i guess is like having a level and then your secondary weapon which either can go uh distance wise or it can be literally right next to you and you can you know like slam the floor and then they can take damage and you can shield yourself or so forth but uh yeah kingdom battle is a lot of fun I hope to beat that and I I got to go back to playing Live Alive and I have so many other games on Switch that are just fucking incredible. It's a lot of fun owning and playing a Switch considering I've only had it for about three or four months now. I am behind the curve when it comes to Nintendo Switch, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I picked up Dead Space 3 recently for I believe it was $2 at a GameStop like in town. Uh, so just for you nerds out there, as far as uh, what is it, six Gen, they don't really carry on the floor anymore, Wii, PS3, or 360. So for those of you, I don't really like going to uh, GameStop in general, but they they have the uh, games behind the counter like in little, you know, slip like envelopes, I guess if you will. But they will print out a list and they will show you what they have. And it's anywhere between... I don't know, maybe 20, 30 games at a time, and probably $20 or less per game. I picked up Dead Space 3 for $2. I was like, loose? I was like, I don't care. I checked out the disc. It looked brand new. I was like, for $2? I don't even care if I have a copy of it already. I was like, $2? I'll take it. And then I borrowed from a buddy of mine, uh, Condemned Criminal Origins for a 360, since I have the R2-D2 360 model behind me, which I intend to uh, continue to uh, turn on and play. And it's such an awesome system, but uh, yeah, condemned to remind me a lot of like Manhunt, meets Dead Space, meets Resident Evil, meets like Outlast. It was like everything coming together, and like Alan Wake, just they all kind of got in a blunder and that's what came out. It looked really cool, looked like something that would that would be up my alley, and it's published by Sega, which is pretty damn cool. Uh, recent pickups uh, as pertaining from the last episode and this episode, nothing new. Uh, I like I said, uh, I picked up the Halo Four uh, scroll poster. That's about a three to four foot uh, poster. That was a, a a marketing kind of strategy for when, uh, Halo four was, uh, pre-purchased and, uh, they gave you that big old poster. Super, super cool. I love that thing. And, uh, I also picked up a, a eight inch figurine from Nintendo, uh, back in 2010, or at least that's what it says on the bottom of Bowser's foot for $14 at a swap meet. I had 15 or excuse me. They wanted 15. I had 14. I asked them for 10 and they said, no, and I showed them 14. They were like, all right, go ahead. Go online, $150, $200 bucks for this little Bowser figurine. Super, super cool. Uh, I went to a pizza shop in town, and they had in a little uh, like tip jar area that was clear. I was like, how much do you guys want for the Mario toy? Yeah, I think it's like a 2014 like, McDonald's Mario toy. They were like, you can have it. I was like, no, no, how much do you want for it? They were like, no, you can have it. I was like, all right, I'll take it. And I told the guy. He also had a like, little Pikachu toy in there. I was like, <laughs> I didn't tell anybody this, but I'm telling you guys. I was like, if you don't sell that Pikachu choy, choy. Good one. Can't fucking speak English. If you don't sell that duh, 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 if you don't sell that Pikachu toy, by the time I come back, I'm taking it. And he was like, All right, man, bring it. So yeah. I'm gonna probably have to go back to that store and take that fucking Pikachu toy. Uh what else did I nab? I nabbed uh Toka from a uh, Secret of the Used Ninja Turtles, Funko Pop. It was like ten bucks because the box was damaged. They wanted it like twenty bucks. I was like, that's more than what it goes for online. I talked him down, I was like, look, I need to put tape on this box, I'm taking this for ten bucks. They were like, All right, go ahead. And then I got a sick-ass Black Sabbath shirt. I've always wanted a Black Sabbath shirt because I feel like every time I look for one, it's something that, as far as the design goes, I'm always like, eh, I'm not in the mood. But I'm glad that I got this one. So thank you uh, to my friend uh, Gigi for that one. So, you know. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, so there's uh, Avatar and uh, Winnie the Pooh. Plou- Plue. Fuck. Once again, can't speak English. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, as well as uh, light video games and uh, recent pickups. Uh... Hope all is well. Episode 45, Martial Media Montage. As always, thank you for the love and support, everybody. Thank you so much, and have a good night.